On this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Podcast, we are joined by Ruth Krishnan from the Krishnan team in San Francisco. Listen in as Ruth presents at the Hyperfast Digital Deep Dive event. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. How's it going? Oh, That's good. How are you guys? We're good. We're excited to have you here. Excited to be here. I'm pumped to talk about um, corporate accounts because you're somebody who, from the day I met you, which I think we figured out that was almost eight years ago, right? <laughs> yes. yes. I've learned so much about getting corporate accounts and how to position myself from you. So I'm excited to have you share that with the group and kind of talk about before we get into that, why don't you just give them an overview about you and your business and kind of where you are right now in the awesome. real estate space. And then when we're when we're done with this, I'll quickly go through the rest of the day for you guys. Sound good? Okay. Fantastic. So I'm in San Francisco. Uh, last year, we did $130 million in sales, and that's 67 transactions. Um, I've been in the business for 10 years. And uh, definitely learned a ton from Carrie. So thank you. I love to be inspired and continue learning. And um, so it's been such a fun journey that we've been on together. So thank you so much for all of that. So well, and thank you, Ruth. I've learned a ton, a ton from you as well. Awesome. So a lot of the journey has been, you know, figuring out how to raise my price point, like outside of my own sphere. And different things like that. And one of the ways that I worked on really early on was in establishing some different whale accounts or corporate accounts. I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways to look at that. It doesn't always have to be a business. I know when we've talked about this before, sometimes people feel like depending on the market that they're in, they don't have access to these big companies in their town. So we can definitely talk about different ways to think about this. It doesn't have to be like, that you're getting into like a Google or a Salesforce. Well, and the fact that you are, that you have been able to get into a Google and a Salesforce, let me let that sink in for you guys. Ruth did 130 million. Anyone out there like, yes, I'd like to do that. And how many transactions was that? Because I also want to just, one of Ruth's points was she's worked hard on raising her price point. And we're going to talk a little bit about how corporate accounts has helped her do that. But how many, your average price point is 2.6 million, yes. Yes. 2.6 million. Would anyone else like love an average price point of 2.6 million? That's not by accident. That's very intentional. And it weaves into the brand that you have and how you've been able to get into companies like Google and Salesforce, right? Not Google. I don't want to misrepresent. I haven't been able to get into Google, but I have got into Salesforce and, and um, I've gotten into a couple of other great places. So I know Google's coming. They're, <laughs> they're tough. They're I'm tough. Trying. They're I'm trying. Okay, cool. Okay. So walk us through, you know, when you started out and you were trying to, to start on this corporate path, like what were the first asks that you made and how did you go about doing it? That's a great question. So 
I had a connection in a high-end financial planning firm and it was it was a loose connection like it was someone who I had met and we did happen to go on like a on a big like a weekend away together with a larger group and uh so in talking with him that weekend I realized that he had a connection to this financial planning firm and so I'm always trying to, you know, think about who I know and who do they know and, you know, how can we, how can, a lot of times it's about giving back to, right? Like, so how can we support each other, different things like that. So, so I just, I decided to just call him up and, and say, Hey, can I bring some coffee to your office? Like we certainly weren't like BFFs or anything like that. It, it definitely was a big step out of my comfort zone. Like I was like, you know, well, all the fears. I was there during this time. I remember you and I were talking probably like three glasses of wine deep after, uh, <laughs> training we were at, and you said like, I barely know him and every real estate agent in town, like the, this company has multiple billionaires that they represent. Right. So it's like this, I'm, I, the reason I'm saying this is go big or go home. Like you don't have to like start small. Ruth was like, who is the most amazing <laughs> partner I could have in the entire San Francisco area and just went after it. But you did have that internal debate where you were like, am I worthy of this opportunity? Like, is he going to think that, it, is he going to judge me because I'm not huge and I'm asking for this and, anyway and look at what happened. So we'll keep going in the story, but I'm like, I was so proud of you when you were even making the decision to go for it. It was definitely, I definitely didn't feel, and I think that this happens for us all the time, right? I didn't feel like I had yet, I wasn't yet qualified to be going there, right? Like we, I think that always comes up for us, right? Yeah. It's um, that thing. It's a, mm -hmm. am I worthy of this opportunity or am I overstretching? And if you convince yourself that you're worthy of it, then you'll get it or you'll be on the path to getting it, right? Or, or if you convince yourself that, even if you're not qualified, you can find someone else who is. So just like that I can be creative enough to figure this out, um, which is kind of where I was. So I said, okay, well, let me first just ask, like, what would it take? Right. So I, I sat down for coffee with him. And then I said to him, I remember I had like, I was sitting in my car practicing all of this, like doing my power poses, you know, the Amy Cuddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so I said, I want to be the realtor for your company. And he kind of laughed and said, yeah. So I just said, you know, I would love to know what would it take to come here regularly and give presentations? Like, what would you be looking for in a realtor to do this? And I just started taking notes and, you know, at the, so this was five years ago or something at the time I was definitely not like, it was a reach for me to say that I was, a luxury specialist. I mean, by, by national standards, maybe, but by San Francisco, not at all. So he said, well, we would want to know that, you know, whoever was in here, it was doing a substantial amount of sales on the North end of town, which is the fancy, fancy part of San Francisco. I was not, I probably had sold like two things. <laughs> and so I was like, this is troubling. Like, okay. You know, and then he went through some other criteria. So I just made note, but that was the big one. That was like the gate, the gap, right? And so then I just pulled the sales for all of the realtors in San Francisco and tried to think like, who do I know that's doing this? And I picked my person that I thought I would, 
that I thought would be the best fit. And I called her up and said, Hey, do you want to do this account with me? And of course she said, yes. And so then, um, I proceeded to like make a presentation that addressed the things that they wanted. And so we made this beautiful, beautiful book. I hired like a marketing person to make sure we like blew it out of the park. And it was, you know, they're like $30 a piece, this book that we made. And just like tried to design something special for them. So it said their company name on the front. And then um, we had a bunch of them printed, put in a box with some other like treats and gifts and delivered to my client at, at the office and said, you know, here's, here's what you wanted. Like, can I, can I be your realtor, you know? And um, so, you know, it took some time, but at some point he introduced me to the person who was in charge of education. And then we were able to come in and do our first presentation. And since then, we have been going like every six months to do presentations for them. And we've managed to, you know, as a result, close some much bigger sales than we would have ever had access to because I, through, through my, at that time, like through my own personal contacts, I didn't know, I didn't have a friend that was a billionaire. So you know, if you want to raise your price point, like figuring out how to have access to those people, and it may not be through your friends. Like, so, you know, I think sitting around and waiting to make friends with those people is probably not going to be very effective. It's like, not the right strategy. (laughs) (laughs) So when you said, because I can imagine this moment when you're saying, and some of you out there wouldn't have asked the question, like, what do I need to do to be your realtor? That was you closing. Right. So one of the things that I would say is that a lot of people try and build the relationship and then they don't ask the closing question. And you did, you were like assertive enough to ask the question and then you got the information. So today, and you sold a $16 million listing from that referral source, right? Yes. Yes. How much commission do you make on a $16 million deal? Cause my brain doesn't even like work (laughs) like that right now. I'm like blown away. (laughs) It's not as much as you would think um, because I did split it with someone. Right. So I think that that's a mistake that a lot of people make is that they, that they want all of it. And it, you know, it's like, sometimes it's nothing or something. Right. So I had another agent on and we of course shared the commission and then that particular deal, the cooperating commission, instead of being two and a half, which is what's normal in San Francisco was four. So it was not a bad day. Right. But at the, it was probably equivalent to what would have been like a six million dollar listing, which is still great. I'm Anybody not like, please, I'll take one. Please, Ruth, share that love with me. Yeah. Um, okay. So the I, the financial firms is a really smart approach, and one of the things I want to point out that you just said is the person that you knew introduced you to the person who is heading education. And Mm -hmm. so do you want to talk a little bit about what your strategy has been to stay in front of them and then the type of education that you give? Because some people are still trying to figure out, well, okay, if I even know somebody who's at a financial firm now and I could potentially get in, like, how would I get them to remember me and give me business? Yeah. So I think, um, so I think that, people are an expert in their field, right? So they're an expert in financial planning, but they are not an expert in real estate, like in any market, right? So just realizing that these people want to look really smart in front of their clients. So providing tools for them so that they have some talking points 
when they're talking to a client so that they look like they know a lot about real estate. And then you're just telling them like, Hey, I'll be your backup. Call me for anything. Like, you know, so they call me sometimes and they're working with other realtors on stuff or in another location. And they're just like, Hey, can I bounce this idea off you? Or what's this? And I'm like, absolutely. Like free advice open all the time. All the right. Time. Anytime you want. So, um, and then I think, so one of my higher readers, highest readerships of my newsletter is this company. So we publish a newsletter, you know, once, once a month and it has market data and it has other things. And, you know, so that's interesting to see, like, they love that data. So constantly providing like what's going on in your market, they really want to know that. And they just eat that data for breakfast. So I think that that has been huge. We do do regular gifting to the office. We've sent in like pizza lunches or different like gifts. And we had like custom cards made so they know who they're coming from. It's like, oh, that's that girl who comes in sometimes, right? So it's just like anything to stay in front of them. And you know, so that and are yetis. that yes. I actually have two of because I'm obsessed. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's something that even these guys that are making, I mean, a tremendous amount of money, Bruce says some of them will like take three and be like, I really love these. I use them every day. <laughs> and then that's what's sitting on their desk every single day. So they remember, I love, I just think that's so smart. Yeah. One of the biggest guys at that account, I sold him personally a house and, um, and another guy who's under him, I had coffee with him one time and he's like, Hey, did you work with this person? And, or, or, you know, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, Oh my God, I saw him using your mug. And I was just like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. so it's like social proof also, and makes them then like, see who else has tapped into the brand. Yeah. And funny story. So I was, uh, I told Ruth this, but just because gifting is a critical part of this, I had Bruce Yeti and I was in training with a brand new agent of mine, who, by the way, is the number one agent on my team right now, 22 years old and did amazing. She's been with me for 16 weeks and he did 12 transactions in 16 weeks during this time. Right. Wow. Like total rock star. But he looked at my mug and he goes, wait, is that Ruth from San Francisco? And I said, (laughs) yes. And he's like, oh, my uncle's a billionaire and he bought his house with her. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love that story. That's yeah. amazing. So, and so I think that, you know, it doesn't have to always be a financial planning firm. So I think I've also weaved it off into um, like mastermind groups. And I think that that has been something because if you can get like, so I have a room full of, um, I initially started it like anybody who's working with a billionaire, I want to create a room full of people who work with billionaires, right? You might decide a different theme, but I, at the time, like maybe was working with one, but everybody in that room are working with a lot. And so I was like, Hey, why not get these people together so we can brainstorm? And they all of course happen to like revolve around housing. And, uh, so that's been really, really, um, fulfilling and then gives me access to these people and their networks. So I've been able to like really expand my own like B2B um, relationships through introductions that they're making for me. And so that's been, been super great. Right. And if you start something, then you end up being looked up as like the leader. And so even if you're not really the leader in terms of representing billionaires, 
for some reason, because you organize the calendar and you organize the schedule, they like give you props for that, for best leadership position. So those kinds of things, like, so I have it, we meet every month. And those kinds of things have really, really elevated. So it's, it's a different kind of account, but then yeah. those kinds of people can probably get you into those other accounts, right? And yeah. some of them, they do their own presentations. So you can piggyback on theirs, right? And say like, hey, if you're ever going into a business, can I, can I present with you? And so that can be kind of a baby step way to start doing these presentations. And then the more that you're doing it, um, the easier it is. And I think that, you know, with the, with the financial planning firm, which shall remain unnamed, like they're very private, right? Like everything is NDA. Um, so I would never be able to like do a Facebook live while I'm in there like, hey, I'm here, you know, but a lot of places you could. And so we have done Facebook lives like at Salesforce. We did a we live, we Facebook live did. And so I think that when people start to see that, it's really good social proof. They're like, oh my God, you don't know how many times I was hiring a new buyer's agent. And he was like, you know, I was talking to my wife about like, should I join? And his wife was like, she presented at Salesforce. <laughs> it was like such... recruiting, like <laughs> drop the mic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've heard multiple people, people say that. So, you know, the pictures on the website, it's on a presentation page. So it's just like getting that social proof out there. My Salesforce presentation, we got one client from it. Like we're, it was not at, you know, it's a lot of times it's a longer, longer term goal, right? It's like, you know, if you keep coming back, so we're trying to get back in, but it's not that you're like all these leads are necessarily going to be instantly raining as you're on your face as, as I love when you say that, uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, but having that social proof out there, it does lead to other things. And I think that's the thing, um, in business that, you know, Carrie, you do so well. And a lot of people that are going to be on your talk do so well. And that's, you don't always, it's not always quid per, per quo, right? Like yeah. when you asked me to come on here, I wasn't like, what's in it for me? right? Like you just show up, you do an amazing job and suddenly it leads to all kinds of things that you can't even imagine. Totally. 100%. And I think what I've noticed about how you operate, Ruth, you're always looking for a way to add value, right? Always. And you're always taking notes and your follow through is like impeccable. So what I know about why that group works so well, where you brought people together is you listen closely to what would make the biggest difference in those people's businesses. And you, you were the source of connection to other solutions that they need for them, which then made the door always open for you when you needed something like for some people, they wouldn't risk an account that they just earned by bringing someone else. But for you, they would and bring you along because they know how valuable you've been to them and they know that you're gonna be an amazing example to everybody else. Hey, hold that thought. Do you wanna get 100 tips for free from my best-selling real estate book, The Hyper Local, Hyper Fast Real Estate Agent? If you do, go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download 100 of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download a hundred tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. So one of the things that I remember us talking about this again and me thinking like, 
wow, this is so smart. In your area and in most areas, the, the families, if you're trying to, again, raise that price point, they have personal assistance. So do you want to talk a little bit about how you infiltrated that group? Yes. So people who are listening want to go out and, and work with these families that are uber wealthy. We would all like some of that business, right? So talk yes. about how you approach that, how you even came up with that idea. So it fell into my lap, um, to be honest. I had a BNI group, which I really believe in. I don't. I had it for six years. I started it. I started it like my first year in the business, and I learned a ton from it. And uh, so, any of you guys just getting started, I do think that's a great way to kind of learn to do an elevator speech, learn about like business networking and like those relationships. I think are so key. So it's led me into like that's what gave me the idea for the mastermind groups and stuff like that. But there was a guy. I have should... one thing to say though. You did the work of having your own group. So for some of you that join another group, like what Ruth said earlier about elevating your status as the leader, like she chose that path, which was the harder path, but then she got to pick who was in the group. And there's a lot of power that comes with that. So if I were making a recommendation, either make sure you vet the group and there are people you would actually want to refer and spend your time with or create the group and then pick. Yeah. Well, and to your point, Carrie, I think, um, so like my mastermind group that I started, even though I haven't been able, like there's, there's a designer in there. She's like the top designer in the world. Her projects are usually like $10 million and up for construction. I haven't been able to refer them a deal. Right. Mm -hmm. But I have, but many people in the group have. Yeah. So I get the credit for that kind of Right. Cause they're like, Oh my, so there's been a lot of that. You started the group. So it's still something they feel indebted to you for. Yes. And their eyes are like, Oh my God, I'm so grateful to Ruth that I got this business, even though I didn't give it to them. So it's this kind of amazing thing that happens. So, but back to the, uh, the professional network. So this, so this guy showed up to my BNI group and I was like, Oh my God, what is this? Like, this is amazing. Like this exists wow, you know, it just like blew my mind open. I'm like, how do I get involved? Right. And so I just, you know, started talking to him and find out, found out that they have meetings, right? So there's like a monthly meeting. And part of what the job is of these, of these, you know, house managers, essentially, is that they are responsible for bringing any vendor that the billionaire could ever need to, to the billionaire, right? Their job is, it's their, their, their personal assistants. They're running their lives. So when they need to hire a realtor, they tell their personal assistant, I need a realtor. When they need a contractor, they tell their personal assistant, I need a contractor. So these guys meet like once a month and exchange vendors and network. Like that's what they're doing. And then, (laughs) and then part of what they're doing is educating each other on different vendors. So for example, I went to one, so I've spoken at multiple of these meetings on real estate, um, but I went to one and, and there was this lady who came in to talk about these yachts and these super yachts that you rent, I guess, for like a million dollars a week. I mean, stuff is like blowing. I'm like, I uh, didn't even know these worlds exist. Right. Yes. I really enjoy those yachts too. (laughs) But these guys, I mean, they're making like modest salaries. So they're not like, you know, they're no one to be intimidated. I don't think anyone is to be intimidated by, by their amount of money. But I know that some people feel that way. 
but these are everyday people, right? And so bonding with them and talking to them about like, how can I help you is actually quite easy to do. You just need to find them. So um, there's a domestic, what is it? So one is called DEMA and they do have chapters in all different states. I mean, I'm sure that some states like California and New York have more billionaires than other states, but it, it's worth a look to see. And a lot of the stuff that they're doing now is online. So the last presentation I did for them, I did in my living room. Um, and, you know, so, and that wasn't during COVID, like that was, you know, they just decided okay. to do more national things together online. And then the other one, which I think is only here and in New York is called PAN, uh, Personal Assistant Network. Um, but there could be other versions, right? Write DEMA down, you guys, and Mm -hmm. write PAN down because it's worth understanding the angle. Well, I remember at one point, Ruth, you and I were talking about it and I'm like, oh, well, you speak a lot of these things. What do you say? And you're like, sometimes I bring another person that I know they need to hear from, which keep in mind, reciprocity, Ruth's putting like coins in a bag of like, IOUs basically from the person she's bringing and for everyone in the room, they look at it like, wow, she does an introduction, like says who she is and why she thought it would be valuable for them to hear from her friend or from her partner or from whoever it is. And then they all feel in debt to her and they learn something based on conversations she's had with other people in the group about what they need. So they also go to you and say, hey, do you know anyone who can help us with this issue we're having or that issue? And they use you as a resource for everything. Yes. Yeah. For example, we did one and actually I had to pay them. I was shocked that they charged me, but there's, there's like a team in town and they are like the go-to team for private schools, which is also a great whale account for you guys, right? Anybody who's a consultant for private schools, people are moving to the area calling them to get a private school, they need a house. Yes. Um, so I brought in the, you know, San Francisco schools, private schools and stuff. It's, it's really hard to figure out. Super, super competitive. Like it's like getting into Stanford when you're seven. So the, I brought in these ladies to talk about that because I knew for this group, they need to be educated on that. So I paid them a thousand dollars, thousand dollars an hour for them to come in and speak to this group about that. I didn't talk a lot. I was just there to introduce them as, as you said, but I got the credit for that. And then also like I'm building a relationship with that company and saying like, I want to be your go-to real estate agent for anybody moving to the area that's calling you about private schools. Which is just amazing. And I actually, because of your advice on that, I formed a relationship with a private school consultant in my area that does high-end families. So you guys are hearing this and the impact that Ruth and I wanted to have on you is you get creative about who's in your network and how you can leverage these relationships from both people you know and people you don't know that may know someone that you know, or it might just take a couple of like focused effort to get in relationship with these people. But if you do, it's not that hard. I can tell you because after watching Ruth, I've done it. And a couple of the, and I know we only have a couple minutes left here, but a couple of the corporate account opportunities that I've gone after, I've looked at hospitals and we did, we have an entire protocol for how we've done that. Um, we've done, uh, and we've done it from the perspective of people who are finding out about their residency. And I learned that from another agent in a podcast interview. 
right? So it's mm-hmm. like, you never know how you're going to come to these conclusions. But then we also did senior living communities. And that one, I tease Ruth, like rain on, the leads will rain on your face. Within two <laughs> weeks of getting our first account, we had our first listing from that account. So there's some of these things that if you're looking to get now business by building the relationship, they have very motivated right now clients. So Ruth and I talked about it and we're like, okay, we have 45 minutes to talk about it. We can give an overview, but we actually want to give you guys examples of like the book that Ruth put together, right? The, the presentations that I put together, how she presents when she's giving real estate statistics, how she's using her newsletter. So we're going to put an entire course together on this and we haven't done it yet. So let us say that, but our intention is to do it in the next two weeks and then we'll need a little bit of time to edit it. The reason we wanted to do it is because we feel like it's changed our businesses and a lot of people don't know how to go about it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if anyone has questions, I want you guys to go ahead and put it into the chat. So Jack has a question for you, Ruth. He's asking, what kind of educational session would you do for a technology like Google? So I would do the same thing that I did for Facebook. So basically what you're doing is saying, uh, or sorry, not for Facebook, for Salesforce. So what you're doing is you're saying like, hey, I'm sure that a lot of people at your company are thinking about buying or selling, probably buying, right? Like that's going to be the more interesting thing for something like that. So I'm happy to come in and demystify the buying process. How do people get into contract quickly in multiple offer situations and give you an update on the market? Like right now you could say like, is COVID affecting the market? And what do I see as an expert, you know, that, that are going to be the trends for the next six to eight months? That's really fascinating, right? And it's something that only we really know. People are really interested in finding out like, how's the market in this moment? And how do you think it's going to be? Should I wait? Or should I jump in now? Like what's happening, right? So I think that's a really fascinating subject. And I was thinking this morning as I was putting this together for you guys, I was like, okay, I've been like waiting to go in. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start reaching back out to some of these tech companies and be like, hey, I'll do a webinar for you on this, right? I don't know when they're going to let me come back in, but I want to be in front of those people. Well, and the value you can provide. Because if you watch the news, the, the news compared to what's actually happening in the market are like, whoa, oh, it's totally not, different. It's crazy. So it's an opportunity to provide value where you're really giving them real statistics about what's happening and, and helping them interpret those statistics to understand how it's going to impact their clients that are in the real estate market. Completely. And the news is so far behind, right? Like what you know yeah. is the pending stuff and like what's happening then. And that's not going to come out for 30 to 45 days. So just being able to say like, look, I can give you like the secret, secret information on the market early so that you can be prepared. So um, you know, it's, think about your buyer's presentation, right? It's not that different than how you educate any buyer. It's just that you're doing it in front of maybe a hundred people instead of one. Yep. Well, and we're going to be giving you guys the exact presentations. Like all you'll have to do is just take your, take our logo out, put your logo in and modify it. So it matches your value proposition and how you think your market buying process may differ slightly from ours. But in general, we use each other's stuff all the time. And that's part of the reason we want to do it. So if you guys did the five day challenge that I just did, one of the things I did was share, here's the exact text messages and emails that I sent to cue some of my corporate opportunities. 
I kept track of them so I could share them. And then when we went in, here's the presentation we used. So I love want to refresh your um, browser. I think that's why you can't see the chat, my dear. Um, okay. So Ruth, someone's asking about DEMA. Can you spell that? And what so it's D-E-M-A. It D-E-M-A. Yeah. So it's Domestic Estate Manager Association. Domestic Estate Manager Association. Estate or Management Association. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Very cool. And if there's any other questions, you guys, I'm going to give you one more minute to ask your question. The DEMA question, very important. So if we didn't have that spelling right, you guys wouldn't have been able to find it. Anyone else have a question for Ruth? Now, Ruth, you're going to be with us again this afternoon. And this afternoon, you're going to talk about how you've leveraged Facebook groups. Yes. And I absolutely love that topic because some of the things that I've seen you do, I'm just like, oh, Mike Gillis is wondering who you should invite. Like if you were to start a BNI tomorrow, who are the type of people and the type of vendors that you would want to invite? Awesome question, Mike. So I think you want to start by building out your home team, which is like basically the same thing with my mastermind group. So designer, architect, contractor, painter, financial planner. By the way, the cool thing about BNI is they do a ton of studies on like who, like one of the things they know is who gives the most referrals. So the most referrals, they track everything are done from real estate agents. So you guys have so much power because the more you give, the more you receive, right? And you, you know, the people who you're representing, they're calling you for everything, right? So attorneys are huge referrers. Um, their clients really trust them. So second to second or tied with real estate agent is attorney. So I would say get as many attorneys as you can. Like there's like 10, 20 different kinds of attorneys, but a trust and estate attorney, a divorce attorney, um, but even like a business attorney really. And so the strongest BNI groups in San Francisco, they're heavily attorney based. So the, that would be a good starting point. But honestly, like guys, even a chiropractor sees a lot of people, right? Yeah. So you don't think like, oh, I'm going to get a ton of business from a chiropractor. But actually I used to get a ton I of business love from my a chiropractor. chiropractor. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, I feel like, yes, physical therapist, also a great idea. Someone who does really high end hair, like because oh, they're yeah. talking to people. Yeah. It's all of the people. Wedding who, planners, right? Yeah. Wedding, wedding photographers, planner. anything with a wedding, huge. Yeah. So, so like you just have to think of those like six things uh, in life that trigger babies. So baby photographers, right? Like what triggers people to buy or sell? So yes. babies, marriages, divorces. There's a few others I'm not thinking of. Death. Death. Yeah. So anybody related to those oh, fields? Yeah. The collaboration is real. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Ruth, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We will see you this afternoon. And yeah, what time yeah. are you back with us? You tell me. <laughs> um, in the course, will there be a and a Yes, absolutely. What we're going to do is basically break it into modules. And then we'll have live Q&A so you guys can go. It's not going to be a super long course. It's probably going to be about three to four hours is my guess. What do you think, Ruth? Can we yeah. break it down in that much time? Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to try a lot of my courses are like eight to 10 hours because I don't, I want to give you all of the details. And this, a lot of it is 
here's the presentation, here's how we deliver it, and here's why we did what we did so that you guys can take that information and use it on any corporate account that you get and you're not starting from scratch. You just, you can just move with it. Liz just said, thanks, Ruth, you added a ton of value. I'm not sure if you can see the chat or not. Thank Thank you, Liz. I appreciate you saying that. All right, thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.